The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Oh boy. We were talking in the last half hour about uh, the plight of students in Canada, the cost of going to uh, secondary, post-secondary education, to get a post-secondary education, uh, food banks on almost every campus across the country, and uh, the cost of uh, student loans and, uh, and tuition these days. But I, I saw this story as well. It's from the University of British Columbia's uh, Okanagan campus. Uh, conference being held uh, there each year to help parents feel more at ease with their children's transi- transition to university. It doesn't. It doesn't end in kindergarten. It doesn't end in right. grade six. It, it still happens in it, university. It's an college. interesting program, right? And an interesting article because you would think, as you start to read the article, that this is about parents who are continuing to helicopter parent and who mm-hmm. cannot let go. But the university is saying this is actually a really good thing because there is a huge transition from high school to university and that that gap can be quite off-putting for a lot of young adults and that to at least, at the very least, have the parents involved in helping them with decisions in that first year can give them that sense of security that will get them through that troubling first year. I, I don't know if you remember or you know, our listeners remember when I got to university for the first time, and you're pretty excited, you know, you've applied, you've been accepted, um, the package has arrived, and you, you're on campus now. Your parents have dropped you off, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got a room in residence at this point, and a bunch of boxes, and I don't know where, which bed is mine or what my roommate's going to be like, and you don't know what to do next. You, you just... I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. And it's easier, I would think, these days you go online, you get that information. But back then, no internet. So you ask other students, and then, uh, you know, you go pick up your food card, and you realize there's a mile-long line for mm. that, and your bus, your, your transit pass, and everything else that you need. And then you you find out that one of the classes that you picked, for whatever reason, is no longer available, and you find that there's no other class that you're interested in that's available in this semester, but you have to pick, you know, there's all this stuff. And I can remember, honestly, and and at my age, you have a handful of memories that still absolutely stick out in your mind. I can remember sitting on the top step of the third floor of my residence. I didn't want to go to my room because uh, my roommate was moving in, his parents were there. Mm. And I was sitting there, thinking, I'm just going to take this first semester to figure out where I go to eat. <laughs> you know, like I, because that's the other thing too, Dallas is a big yeah. campus and it's spread out and it's got more than one campus, just like the U of A does. And so you're looking at your schedule going, the arts and, you know, the A&A building, the sub, the whatever, I can't remember, the LCS building, something like that, Life and Science, LSC, Life and Science Center. <laughs> and she's like, I don't even know where all this stuff is, right? And there is some aspect, I know the kids want the parents to go. Drop the stuff and go. I'm Leave an adult alone, now. Let yeah. me do it. But, you know, what this program points out to the students and to the parents is that for the rest of their lives, the parents are always going to be a resource for information yeah. and knowledge. And they, their knowledge, like mine is of university, may be outdated, may be wrong, but at least it's another voice, right? Well, you know, you talk about that whole helicopter parenting, and there is some concern that, yeah, if some of the strings aren't cut a little bit when they go yeah. away to school, that uh, they're not going to be able to figure out their own in- independence and and, their, and how to learn how to do certain things, problem solving, all that sort of stuff. Because as a parent, you want to jump in immediately and take care of everything. Right. But what they're saying that, you know, as that continues, 
continues on in that first year and probably all the way through it is that um, that the kids who continue to consult frequently with their parents mm-hmm. before making decisions are just simply using all of the resources that's at their right. disposal. And when and and when I thought of that, I'm like, that's kind of a stupid study because don't we know that? Don't we don't we know don't we know that? And doesn't that really actually continue on? But when you think about it, I don't remember really having much to do with my parents at all when I went to college. My dad dropped me off and I was like, Woo-hoo! see you later. I wish I'd had more to do with my parents. <laughs> As do because I. Because that probably would have helped me out of a lot of trouble. Yeah, I mean, listen, I got over it and, and mm-hmm. you know, 99% do, but it's lonely that first couple yeah. of weeks, especially I went to university in Halifax. I'm from Charlottetown. I knew two people at the mm-hmm. university, at the residence at least, and didn't know them well. Um, thought, well, I'm just starting from scratch here. Like, I don't know anybody. I got lost many times uh, trying to figure out how to get back to my residence. I didn't know how to buy textbooks used. I mean, so there's a real steep learning curve, but it's it's good, right? Like, you learn. Where I wish my parents had been more involved is, I think now at my age, um, and, you know, we kidded uh, before the break about Hunter's classes, and some of them are totally bizarre, but I kind of get what he's doing. He's picked those classes which he thinks are important and that he has a interest in and then he's picked what we used to call the bird courses mm-hmm. i don't know what they call them now but he's picked one or two that you know you can pretty much pass in your sleep so uh, just to fill out his you know his semester but i wish that my parents had had more input into what classes i were ta- i was taking and, and just as a, from people who had life experience yeah because some classes i i just shied away from um, others I took because it was all that was left on the schedule. And some of those ones that I took because it was all that was left on the schedule are the most significant and important classes that I took. One of them was literally how to fill out, was it called import-export? Yeah. And it was literally, the whole class forms. was how to fill out forms. Yeah. But I fill out forms constantly now, and but, I'm so glad I had that knowledge. You know what, though, Andrew? I think one of the things is, you know, compared to when we went to university and to when or to college and whatever, went to post-secondary school, and a lot of our listeners did, compared to our children now, is um, the ability to easily communicate with parents now compared to 20, 30 True. years ago. Yep. Um, I, you know, to, to try and, and call home, long distance phone calls. There wasn't the, mm, the internet, internet, there wasn't yeah, Skype, right. there wasn't yep. FaceTime, there wasn't Facebook, all of that sort of stuff. You know, Colton did his third year of university in Tokyo at Sophia University on a full scholarship, which is great. But you know what? Um, it was re- Obviously, it was really, really hard. Your kid's gone to Japan um, and you want to be there for mm-hmm. them. But we were lucky because we had Skype and we were able That's to true. constantly communicate with them right now and right now i don't know what we do without line like we use line all the time it's probably not two days go by where we don't have a conversation with the kids still in japan and and i think that if that had been there 20 30 years ago when i was going to school it would have been easier to ask for advice whether it was coming to school stuff class stuff money things Mm -hmm. personal issues dealing with your roommate whatever it is yeah, couldn't agree with you more. You know, we were talking earlier about reducing... And maybe that's why they're staying in, you know... Yeah, well, that and the fact we kind of like our kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe <laughs> a lot of parents actually like their kids these days, which is a, a nice change. Um, and I don't want to get too far into this, and I know we need to take a break, then we've got a guest, but in talking about reducing the cost of university, and again, I'm not an expert on university mm-hmm. these days, but 
I have sat down with Hunter and I have gone through all the classes that are available and we've talked about it. It's his decision. Or it's mm-hmm. always been his decision. But I got to be honest with you. Um, some of the classes, you just go, huh? what? Why are they teaching that? And it just, it feels like, and those classes cost just as much oh, as yeah. every other class. And I assume that the professor charges or, or gets paid just as much or a relatively equal uh, term to the other professors. And you just think, how many people are in this class? And I can't think of a good example right now, but there's some, you know, just... Botswanian pottery, you know what I mean? You're just like, what? There can't be more than a half dozen kids in that class, and the ones that are, are probably taking it, not because they have an interest in it, but because it's an easy course, and it seems like maybe if the course isn't popular, or if there's not a huge demand for it, possibly get rid of that course. Well, they have been doing that more and more, uh, and more recently over the past few years, University of Alberta, and then we've seen yeah. people saying, no, don't do that. You I know, know because you know, they say of, university is a place arts, of learning. Some and, of the arts courses yeah. especially, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm still, I'm holding my breath waiting for the day that Norwegian architecture comes <laughs> handy. We'll talk about post-secondary learning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do have a guest coming up. We're going to talk with uh, Edmonton Wetaskiwin MP Mike Lake and his son Jaden about the Autism Speaks Walk Canada coming up this weekend. But after 3 o'clock, how about this? I didn't even think that this should be a conversation. I just think that this should this be a... This is wild. This, yeah. The headline, is it time for Canadian universities to ban student-professor relationships? What do you mean? Is it and time to ban them? Is it time to ban them? Like, wow. we've seen the shows, we've seen movies mm-hmm. where, you know, this sort of stuff happens. It's allowed? I guess. It's allowed? It's okay? It appears the 6.30 Chen afternoon news today is, uh, the theme is higher learning and shock. A couple of familiar faces joining us in studio this afternoon. We're happy to welcome back uh, Edmonton Wetaskiwin MP Mike Lake and his son Jaden. Hey, nice to have you back in studio. Let's say hi, Jaden. Uh, hi. Hi. My gosh, how many? How long have we been doing this for? So every year, right around this time, yeah. you guys pop in. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's the 11th or 12th year of the walk here in Edmonton. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, good on you. Ten years is usually the life expectancy of any kind of fundraiser. Did you know that? Yeah, hey, you know what? And uh, I think I think it gets stronger and stronger, and uh, they always have a, a good turnout. I think, you know, we see with the numbers going up with autism, it's now one in 60, I think, is the, the last number from the Centers Center for Disease Control down yeah. in the States. And uh, so... Um, you know, there's there's uh, a need for this kind of attention. Mike, I remember, you know, kind of the first couple of times we came in here and, and, and we talked, and I, I'm not sure if it if you ever planned on being such a outspoken advocate um, for um, those living with autism and 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 uh, families dealing with autism. But I think you are always an incredibly outspoken advocate for your son. Did you plan on that just happen and 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 you're still good with it. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's funny, when I was first elected, I didn't run because of this. No. Um, you know, I'm a fiscal conservative, and uh, <laughs> I would say that was those were the types of issues that got me engaged. But uh, I realized soon after that you got a platform. 
and uh, you guys know it in the work you're mm -hmm. into. You, when you have a platform, you, you want to use it. We all want to have purpose in our lives, and uh, and this is, I think, part of uh, part of my purpose and Jaden's purpose, and uh, and so we want to do everything we can while we have it. And of course, in an electoral world, the, the world I live in, that's not a given. So uh, you want to you want to try and have that impact. Is autism a difficult thing to raise money for? And uh, the reason I ask is that there's many diseases where the uh, symptoms of which or the you know the outcomes are pretty easy to point out and say. Uh, that's what happens when you have this. But when you have autism, if you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person. Yes, that's ex exactly right. And um, I think it is a little bit tougher sometimes, and, and yet the costs of it uh, are no less. You've got families uh, in some parts of our country even, and, and Canada is one of the best places to live, but you have country, uh, places where, where families are mortgaging their homes to get uh, evidence-based treatment. Uh, you know, mm. Treatment can be you know, between sixty dollars and $100,000 a year for a, a good early intervention program, uh, the type of program that Jaden benefited from here in, uh, in Edmonton from the time he was two years old. And so um, the work that Autism Speaks is doing not only to raise money, but hopefully we get to a world too where um, you know governments are doing the the right thing uh, in provinces across the country. Um, that takes it takes a lot of work, and and the work that Autism Speaks Canada is doing is really important. When you talk about the cost of treatment, what is the treatment? So in Jaden's case, it was uh, 36 hours a week, one on one, usually university students that would come in for three hours uh, at a, at a shot. He'd he'd be six hours a day, six days a week, and uh, um, just teaching him to to get outside of his his own world so at the very start of it it was it was fascinating to watch the therapist would sit down with him at the table and and Jane would be looking all over the place just wanting to get back to stacking up his cups or lining up his spoons or whatever and the therapist would put down a spoon on the table and say Jaden give me the spoon and Jaden would want to do anything other than that he didn't recognize what the spoon was or anything like that and so it was just a matter of hand over hand making him hand the spoon and then giving him a reward of some sort of smarty or something like that and and then building on that to have him choose between a spoon and a fork and <laughs> you can imagine the 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 you know the steps that that takes but eventually you get to the point where you're teaching him to interact with people and to interact with his sister. His sister's three and a half years younger, yeah. or younger, so eventually she came along and and able to use some of that to help him interact. And the research has just gotten better and better in terms of what works. It's not all ABA anymore, as they uh, call it. Uh, there's more group work and more social work and 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 uh, things like that. But so, Mike, are we doing enough service-wide? Yeah. Is there are is there enough services or enough treatment programs out there for for kids like Jaden? Well, let me tell you, there's uh, uh, right now the numbers are eighty. 85% of people with autism unemployed so as, as adults and uh, and and it people with autism have incredible skills and abilities and, and to Andrew's point you meet one uh, person uh -huh. with autism you meet one person so there are a range of skills and abilities but uh, oftentimes they're things that we really need in our society P you know that attention to detail and that sort of uh, um, working in that sort of objective world and, uh -huh. and um, you know Jaden loves to work in a library as we've talked about before on the show um, but we, we really need to unlock the potential that people with autism have and so no I don't think that we're doing nearly enough at this this point um, you know we've got issues with housing significant issues with housing we've got issues with mental health you don't see it as much with with Jaden but with uh, some some people with autism that would be considered higher functioning uh -huh. and I don't love that language yeah. but you know more ability to kind of more self-aware and more ability to kind of understand that people are being mean to them sometimes or bullying them mm. and not really that knowledge of what to do about it you can imagine the mental health issues that, huh. that come with that so there's a whole range of challenges that we need it's interesting I remember interviewing and I think it was prior to you and I, Jay, so I might have been in the mornings back then, a parent whose autistic child uh, was an incredible, uh, was incredible at uh, assembling IKEA furniture. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember the story that's been done on him. A couple yeah, times, yeah, and just a matter of understanding what the skill set is, and then and which, focusing on and that. And who of us loves I, yeah. I, you know, well. the idea furniture? But but this this person did, and I remember that story. And you know, when Jaden's doing something he loves, like like that, in his case, it's maybe working in the library. When he's done, he'll cry because he he loves to work so much and do that kind of work. How many of us cry at the end of our shift? Maybe you guys for different reasons. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've been known to hold each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After we finish curled up in that yeah, exactly. corner. But what about, what about for what about for parents, Mike? I mean, because there's one thing you know of of helping your, your child, but for a parent to learn. Um, all the intricacies that come along with 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 your child that has autism are the programs for parents you know what sometimes the parents are forgotten and i think that that's the key i mean you're you're you know people see what's going on they see a an interview hear an interview like mm-hmm. this or they see something on the news and it's a, a quick clip of some major challenge yeah. and people then go on with their day but for the families living with autism living with someone with autism or for the people with autism it's 24 7 yeah right and and uh and and oftentimes we forget that so things like respite programs and those kind of things even simple parent skills training programs uh like autism speaks has developed uh, are are valuable especially in jurisdictions where there there isn't the evidence-based uh uh, you know treatment that, that that's available in, in uh, and the costs that uh, are associated with that. So um, where there's not that investment, teaching parents the skills is critically important. Yeah, absolutely. So is there a specific uh, goal to reach at this particular fundraiser, and is there a specific item or program that the money will go towards? You know, ultimately, uh, ultimately, I, I believe the number is just somewhat over a hundred thousand dollars that they're trying to raise this time around. I should know the specific number, but I, I, I don't know it specifically. But um, really, when you think about this event, it's it's about raising money for sure, and we want people to go on. You know, Google Autism Walk Edmonton is probably the best way to find it, and you'll you'll come to the page and and make a donation or sign up and come out and walk. But on top of that. You know, we want people to come out and support families, mm-hmm. and that's something that is incredibly valuable to families. Uh, along the lines of what you were just asking about, Jaylin, is, is families need to have the broader support of the community, and it means the world to uh, to us when uh, when people come out in big numbers to these walks. People need to get uh, active, and what better way to get active than to come out to Rundle Park on Sunday and, and three three walk. kilometer walk. Yeah, it's a yeah, and it's a it's about as low uh, low pace. <laughs> low impact, as yeah, yeah. There's, there's no pressure. This is this is not a race, but uh, um, it's a lot of fun. So Andrew, even you could come up. Uh, I knew I knew that's where that sentence ended, Mike. You knew, you knew where that was going. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? Just before we let you go, and again, the walk uh, takes place uh, Sunday at Rundle Park. Start time is at. Start time is, uh, the, the walk is at 11, but the festivities start around 9.30. If you come at about 10.30, there's a, a program there, and there's lots to see, and uh, very colorful, great for the kids. I, I think, uh, um, Chedville, our listeners would love to know about um, about Jaden's trip to London yeah. that he was on. What were you guys up to? We were at the Glo- Global Disability Summit. It's a, a pretty big deal put on by the, the UK government and Inclusion International and um, and, and other organizations, and Jaden actually wound up being a youth delegate and, and hanging out with about uh, 12 other youth delegates with uh, developmental disabilities or or physical disabilities who um, just completely embraced him. Jaden was the only nonverbal one Mm -hmm. of the crowd and the impact that these self-advocates had on the rest of the people, politicians from all around the world and and, uh, leading uh, non-governmental organizations that are doing great work, but the self-advocates were really the stars of the show there. So it was fantastic uh, fantastic for Jaden to be part of that team. Is there anything else that uh, you want folks to know? Is there any, yeah. you know <laughs> in a nutshell? Uh, you know, I, I, I think I think just uh, you know that that 
that awareness when you see a family who's dealing with a, a difficult circumstance mm-hmm. in a supermarket or uh, someone's kicking your chair repeatedly in a movie theater or something like that, that sometimes there's a little bit more to it and it's not always autism but you know oftentimes yeah. there's a little bit more to it and uh, I find that more and more people are understanding that and it's becoming an easier conversation to have and we just need more people to be engaged in it as a parent I know we're out of time but as a parent do you want help I mean as, do you want to help from a stranger as a parent, I think you want understanding. So I think that that it is really, really. I was really shy as a young person, and uh, and Jaden having Jaden and living with Jaden has really brought me out of my shell. But you know, you 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 want people not to be kind of scoffing or mm. laughing mm-hmm. or you know whatever the case is. You want people to kind of understand. And there's nothing that means more than someone to put their hand on your shoulder and and uh, say that they kind of recognize it and, and ask if there's anything that they can do. Yeah. So fair it, enough. It does mean something. I think that's the I think that's the line right there. Yeah. Is there anything that I can do? And that yeah. that goes a long way, doesn't it? And it's not just autism. Let's no, it's a societal lesson right there. Absolutely, uh, Mike and Jaden Lake joining us in studio. The Autism Speaks What Canada goes at Rundle Park Sunday festivities get underway nine nine thirty in the morning. The walk at eleven o'clock. Uh, lots of great information on their website right there. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Jaden. Do you want to say bye bye? Bye bye. Bye bye, Jaden. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.